I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. And welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. It's Meg here as always, and I am so excited for today's episode. This is a topic that I have wanted to record an episode on so many times now. Like it just keeps coming up for me. And last week I actually welcomed two new private clients into my practice So they will probably hear this episode. So hello, you know who you are. And in both of those sessions, I was asked the question I am going to talk about today. And it just made me really realize how badly I need to record this episode because I think we all have, um, or many of you have the same question or a similar one. But before we dive into today's topic about the question that I get asked most about somatic work, I just want to chat with you all, give you some behind the scenes stuff, some life updates, because we all like this life update section, especially because this is the third last Wednesday. So we have this Wednesday and two more before I get married, which is, uh, I can't believe it. I cannot believe that. Okay. So I have two more work weeks left and then I am taking off wedding week. So it's, it feels so crazy that, you know, it's, it's really close. It is really close. And I just have a huge ass smile on my face right now because I am so freaking excited for wedding day. And if you have not listened to my podcast from two weeks ago with Scott, he's my fiance, if you don't know that already, but, um, I won't get to say fiance that much anymore. So I, gotta say it now, right? So anyways, if you have not listened to that episode with Scott and I from two weeks ago, I highly recommend. It was so much fun sitting down and chatting with him about the wedding. And I'm excited to do it again after the wedding and after our honeymoon. So I guess that is life update number one is we booked our honeymoon and it is a totally different honeymoon than... I ever imagined. So basically, I always had it in my mind that we would go to either Ireland or Scotland. These are two places that I've always wanted to go. I was actually a bridesmaid for one of my good friends a few years ago, and her and her husband went to Ireland for their honeymoon. And I just thought, I have always wanted to do that. And then seeing them go and do that, I just thought for sure 
my husband and I were going to do that for our honeymoon. We're going to go to Ireland. And then my good friend wrote a book. I had her on the podcast, Rochelle Bilo. And anyway, she wrote this super cozy romance read and it was set in Scotland. And then I was convinced, okay, I have to go to Scotland. And Scott was super on board to go to Scotland with me. So anyways, long story short, for many, many years, I have been talking about going to Ireland. And then for about like the past year, him and I have talked about going to Scotland for our honeymoon. So that was kind of like always a thought of ours. And then we also just love to keep things simple as well. And they're like, we live in Canada and there is so many beautiful places in Canada to see. And that was also one of our thoughts was just kind of doing island hopping out in BC. So the girls and I just went out to BC for my bachelorette weekend and it was so beautiful. And Scott has never seen that part of BC before. So we were thinking about like hopping around some islands in BC, renting Airbnbs, that sort of thing. So those were kind of like two things that we were thinking about. And then when him and I actually sat down and kind of put aside where we wanted to go, but really focused on like, okay, what do we want to do for our honeymoon? Like, what do we want that week to look like? Because him and I only really wanted to take off like a week from work for the honeymoon. We just feel like we've been taking a lot of time off of work lately. We're taking the week of the wedding off and then also wanted to take for sure a week off for the honeymoon shortly after. So when we actually talked about, okay, what do we want this week to actually like involve? What do we want to be doing? We both were like, we just want to lie on a beach someplace hot and kind of not do anything at all. Like we want to not worry about meals and an agenda, like basically zero responsibilities. Um, so we decided to go and book a all-inclusive resort place. So this is definitely not my preferred type of vacation. I've only been to one all-inclusive resort in my life and that was for my when I graduated high school. My parents took me on a trip to Jamaica and it was a blast, but I am definitely the kind of gal who I just love choosing a spot to go booking like an Airbnb or renting a house or something like that. And you just kind of like, it's like a DIY vacation. You know, you live as much like the locals as possible. And like that for me, that is my personal favorite type of vacation. But like I said, when we actually sat down and talked about, okay, what do we actually want to do? we both agreed that we basically don't want to do anything. We just want to be together and we want to soak up some sun. So we are booked in to an all-inclusive resort, as I said, and I am actually so excited. So even though it's not like what I had in mind or even like my preferred type of vacation or getaway, I think it is 
going to be perfect for a honeymoon. Like I, I think we're going to just have the best time. So we're really excited about that. And I would say that's kind of like my biggest life update as of right now, we just booked that this past weekend. So we are both like so excited for the wedding, but we also keep talking about our honeymoon now too. So it's a lot of fun, um, just exciting times over here. So I am just over here in my happy little bubble of life. And yeah, I just wanted to share that with you. So today, like I said, now that we're almost 10 minutes into this episode, I want to talk about something that has been coming up so much lately for me, and it is the number one question I get asked the most about somatic work. Most often, this question comes up when I'm on a discovery call with someone who is interested in becoming a one-on-one client of mine. And that question is like, what does a somatic session actually look like? Now, I have talked about what somatic experiencing or what somatic therapy is before, and I can link that specific show up into the show notes because I recorded that quite a while ago. And that's not what this episode is. I'm not talking exactly what somatic experiencing is and giving you a whole kind of like 101 lesson on somatic experiencing today. That's not the intention of today's episode. But if you have maybe been in therapy or maybe not, maybe you've just been on your own healing journey, kind of like navigating the waters yourself. And now maybe you've been coming across like my content or other content on social media or whatever. And let's say you've come across some info about somatic experiencing and you're actually like wondering, okay, I like what would a session even look like? Because like I said, literally every single person I have a discovery call with, maybe not every single one, because some people that I have a discovery call with, they just jump on and they know they want to work with me. And it's kind of like, (laughs) there's no other questions. And we're just setting up our calls from there. But I often, like 99% of the time, I'm getting asked, okay, what does a session look like? What does a session involving somatic therapy actually look like? What is it? What's kind of the process, the structure? And honestly, this is such a difficult question to really answer, which is why I wanted to record this episode for you because... It's so difficult to answer because somatic experiencing is exactly that. So somatics involves the body. And so we have somatics and then experiencing, and that's exactly what it is. It's this body experience. So it's an embodied form of therapy 
So it's this embodied experience. And because of that, it's really hard to describe because it's not this cognitive thing that we do. It's a body experience. And it's really hard to describe something that we're not experiencing with the mind, right? Like if it was like this cognitive thing, I could use my language, like the words that I'm speaking to you right now. I could use these words like English that I'm speaking to you right now. I could use them to describe what it is and you would be able to cognitively understand exactly what a session would look like. Okay. So that's one element to it because it is not a cognitive experience. It is a embodied experience that you literally experience in your body. And when I say in your body, I am not talking about neck up. I am talking about neck down. So when we are trying to, or when I'm trying to describe something and help you understand what you're going to experience in your body neck down. It's it's really hard because when I'm trying to describe that, you're trying to understand it cognitively with the mind when it's actually a body experience. So I hope that makes sense. And I know this sounds kind of like I'm not giving you an answer, but even for me, I this is even like my personal experience. Like I read about somatic experiencing. I read about it. I read about it. I read about it. I read about it. I still didn't fully understand it. I signed up for the three-year program to become a somatic experiencing practitioner and I kid you not, it was not until I actually started doing somatic experiencing work personally, like with another another practitioner, that I actually started to get it. So we can cognitively learn what it is, what it does, how it can support us, what the benefits are, all of those things. But unless we experience it for ourselves we're not going to fully understand what it is because it's an embodied experience so that is the first thing that I wanted to say but like what does an actual session really look like so another reason why that's hard to describe or really give like a clear-cut answer is because no session actually looks the same. So as a somatic experiencing practitioner, like we are not using some type of template for our sessions. I always let my clients know that I am meeting them exactly where they're at and everyone is different. Everyone is coming to me at different stages of their healing journey. So they're not coming to me all at this exact same point in their healing. 
but everyone has had completely different lives, completely different experiences, and those experiences have impacted and shaped and affected their nervous system in totally different ways. So no client of mine is coming to me with the same nervous system. Every single person, we all have different nervous systems. My nervous system is shaped differently than yours and yours is shaped differently than the client that I just met with this morning. So that is why I say no sessions actually look the same because no one nervous system is ever going to be the same. And it's my job as a practitioner to meet you where you're at and tend to your personal nervous system and what it is that you're needing and what it is that you're experiencing within your body and within your nervous system. And so that's another reason why it is so difficult as a practitioner to explain exactly what a session is going to look like when you come to me for the first time, because I don't even know. As a practitioner, one of my jobs is to be tracking your nervous system or notice what's happening in your body. And that is actually what's going to guide our our session, pardon me, is your nervous system and what is coming up for you. And so, like I said, that's just another reason why it's so difficult is because we're not using some type of template and it's not like, okay, you come to me on session one and this is what we're going to be doing and this is what our focus is. And then I'll see you next week for session two. And then this is what our focus is. And this is exactly what we're going to be doing. There is none of that because that's not the way healing works. I can't predict how you're going to show up to our sessions. And I really don't, we don't know what your system needs until it starts sharing its story with us. And I start to like, until I'm working with you, I really don't know what that's going to look like. Now, a lot of clients will actually come to me thinking that sessions might just be some like quick tips and tricks and exercises to support their nervous system. So someone might be interested in working with me for just a couple sessions because they want those exercises or those quick tips and tricks to support nervous system regulation. However, the work that we do in a somatic experiencing session is so much deeper than just some like exercises for nervous system regulation because these exercises for nervous system regulation, like that's not trauma work. Yes, you know, these exercises can be helpful in bringing you more into a parasympathetic state. That's great. But our sessions go so much more deep than doing these like little nervous system 
practices or exercises and when you're in a space and you're receiving that co-regulation and maybe that will be next week's topic is what co-regulation actually is but when you are in a container with someone like myself or another practitioner who has done trauma work for themselves and is educated in this space, what can actually happen and what does happen is that we can actually start to complete self-protection responses and reshape your nervous system. So it's not just about, you know, sitting and noticing the things that bring you into the parasympathetic. That is not at all what it is. Sure, we might do that for, you know, some moments in our session. However, the work that we do is so much deeper than that. And it's completing these self-protection responses and releasing them from the body and therefore releasing this like stuck trauma and I really just wanted to make that clear because I think a lot of people will hear about kind of these vagal toning exercises and things like that and as awesome as that is like humming and breathing and singing and you know making these certain sounds and stuff like that like that is all great but that's not actually what's going to be completing these trauma responses and releasing it from the body and that's really what sets apart um these somatic experiencing sessions with a trained practitioner. Now, I do want to talk about maybe like the talking piece of a somatic experiencing session because there is talking in the session. However, it is different than talk therapy because With somatic experiencing, we're really working with the nervous system, right? And so we're not just like sitting in session for an hour and talking the entire time as you maybe would with a like CBT talk therapist. Because with somatic experiencing, we're really working with the nervous system and the nervous system actually doesn't speak language like you and I are connecting through right now, how you're listening to my words right now. That's not the way that the nervous system communicates. And I know I've talked about this many of times in previous episodes as well, but it's important that I share that again here. That is not the language of the nervous system. The language of the nervous system is actually through the felt sense. So sensation. So in sessions, there's absolutely going to be talking in our sessions and we have this space we have room and we're prioritizing making space for the nervous system to communicate in the way that it needs to communicate and like I said that is through the felt sense these sensations so we make space for those 
to notice those and bring awareness to those. And that really does guide the session in a very big way. Now, another piece of like the talking piece in a session, a part of somatic experiencing work is the education piece because part of somatic experiencing and the work that I offer is creating a new relationship or helping my clients create a new relationship with their body and their nervous system. And part of that, a big part of that is understanding our body and nervous system in a new way or maybe a different way than you currently understand it. So the education piece in somatic work is important and therefore that will also be part of like the talking in a session too because it's really important that you do get to understand your nervous system in maybe a way you've never understood it before. So that is uh, my best description of what a somatic experiencing session looks like. And I hope for any of you who were wondering this or had this question for me, I really hope this helps clarify things for you and gives you an answer and maybe like a understanding of what a session might look like for you in a way that you didn't know before. So thank you so much for being here with me today and I will be back next week with a new episode, maybe a co-regulation episode. I always have so many ideas for different episodes that are like related to the somatic work that I offer and then I kind of forget like did I already record an episode on this so I'm gonna go back through my episodes and make sure we don't already have a co-regulation episode but if we don't I think that will be the episode that comes out next week so Thank you again for being here, my friends. Thanks for letting me be excited about my wedding. And I just appreciate you all coming here every week and hanging out with me. I love you all so much and we'll chat next week. 